all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Well, spring, it really is a perfect time to make a change. As we work to renew, refresh, declutter our homes, put a little paint, um, dust things off, maybe it's time to do the same thing for our lives. So today we'll talk about the ways that you can make your life easier, how you can clear out the distractors, make way for new productive and happy thoughts. And I really do want to hear what's going on in your life. What are you doing this spring? Maybe different than what you've done before. Tell us how you're approaching it, how maybe you are looking at spring as a renewal time, a time to, to really make things better, make things happen. So we'll give you some tips as we move along. I'm here today with my wonderful producer, Michelle McAdoo, who's also the engineer today. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Thanks for being here with us. Good morning. Good morning. Spring yeah. is in the air. It is. They say spring showers bring what? Mayflowers? <laughs> April showers April bring showers, Mayflowers. <laughs> Mayflowers. And we've gotten a lot of rain. But uh, uh, yeah, this yeah. topic was really important to me because being in, of course, counseling and you mental health, and we talk about spring cleaning and cleaning out our homes, cleaning out our uh, garages and, and things like that, but we never talk about cleaning out our minds, right. decluttering our minds yeah. and getting our minds renewed. Renewed. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I always, spring is one of my favorite times of the year. It feels like such a time of renewal and awakening. There are new leaves on trees in Mississippi. You know, we know that once the pecan trees put on those new leaves, spring's really here. And that's happening now. And I will say, I've heard this from many people, we had one of the most beautiful azalea bloomings that I have seen in years. The This whole state was awash in fuchsia. So um, it was just awesome. And then the perennials are jumping up. It To me, it always promises of uh, new and beautiful time of growth. So... We'll talk about how we can grow as individuals um, in our homes and in our spaces. 
uh, today, and I do want to talk about decluttering our space because that can truly help your mental health. There is some evidence that has shown that when people live in good, clean, neat spaces, they don't have to be expensive spaces, but when they live in neat, uncluttered spaces, they tend to think better, to organize better, to write better, and to create better. I find that interesting, and I find that myself. Um, You know, we can open our windows, breathe the fresh air, uh, pack up some of those winter clothes, hopefully clean out what you don't need, right? Um, Spring clean our homes, tidy up. Make things feel fresh and new. You do, it doesn't cost a lot to do that. It costs some time. Uh, reorganizing those closets, cupboards, drawers um, can really make you feel re-energizing. So I want to talk about that. How do you do that? Have you started? And, and when you clean out, do you have contributions that you give to others? Um, I'd like to hear about that. Too. You can call us at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline dot org. And I see we have our first caller here today. Um, that's Terry from Ripley, Mississippi. Hi, Terry. Thanks for being an early caller. Hi, Doctor. Uh- you know, listening to your voice just always puts me at It's amazing. I make sure that I hear your show. I I'm, I'm travel a lot because I'm in sales. Oh, thank so you. I do have, I, I do have uh, uh, where I don't have to talk on the phone as far as I can have it on my radio. But uh, but anyway, I wanted to call you a couple of things. Um, the wisteria to me is just the thing in the spring and I love seeing wisteria mm-hmm. it's the blooms all over the place I know it's an invasive plant sometimes but it just looks so pretty and the other thing that about decluttering everything it I, I was in the Air Force and that really kind of set my feet for the rest of my life as far as making sure that everything was organized and planned and I guess my wife sometimes thinks I'm too planned but <laughs> uh, but things events like that or things can really help you and I would I would ask that that people maybe uh, get a book about organization or how that helps and and really try to do that because it does make a huge difference mm-hmm it it really does. Yeah. Uh, Terry, I'm with you. I love wisteria. And I know some people hate it because of um, the fact that it can be invasive. But I just say cut it back, keep a handle on it, and enjoy those beautiful lavender. You know, sometimes they're lavender and sometimes they're pink. And I'm not trying to infringe on Felder Rushing's show. But I do. I love to <laughs> garden. And, um, and I find... Um, that that gives me an opportunity to think and be calm and just be in my own space and quiet. And um, yeah, I, don't don't you think? Yeah. They, they say lavender, you know, the scent and the smell and stuff is good for relaxation. But I actually do believe that looking 
and lavender, you know, those colors, it kind of gives you a nice, kind of settled feeling. Mm. I don't know what it is. Oh, it is visually calming. And and I'll say landscape architects and planners, my husband's one of those, a landscape architect, and um, they do, in peaceful gardens, plant lavenders and, and pinks um, because it is more calming than the, the brightly colored flowers that can be happy. Um, but, yes, you can have visual calming um, just as you can have the, the um, sense of smell and, and the aroma calmings, too. So both of those can do that for you. And that's one thing about clutter. Terry, you mentioned that you're in the, you were in the military, and, and I do think that the military teaches um, neatness and organization, but also... In the military, um, I think, and you tell me because I was not in the military, but it seems to me watching my um, father-in-law at times, my first father-in-law, he was in the military, and, and he was not only neat, but he also knew how to declutter. He didn't carry along, because they moved around, he didn't carry along a lot of items they didn't need. Um, so not a minimalist, but one of those who who kept useful and gave away things he didn't need. And my my wife is just the opposite. I guess that's why opposites attract. But uh, she's you know we would have a piece of furniture and and it had gotten worn out. We'd get new furniture and she would say, "Well, I'm going to keep that because you never know. You know, we <laughs> might need that." And me, I'm wanting to, you know, put it, I'm wanting to give it to somebody that needs it. And, and she's like, well, we'll just keep it. So I had a storeroom, like a building full of old, old stuff. <laughs> and but yeah, it did. When I, when I was in the military, when I went through, uh, through, uh, OCF, uh, you had to, I actually ironed my briefs. <laughs> and they had to be in two, they had to be in two inch squares. So you had to fold them. And, uh, you know, the Air Force is real big about teaching detail and, and making sure that you know you're – they're not so much physical as it is mental. You have stuff folded and, yeah, to be yeah. just precise. Be precise. Things of that nature. So well, that, that really helped me a lot. Yeah. Well, so maybe – everybody's going to join the military, so <laughs> need to maybe get a, get a book or, or uh-huh. you know, maybe take a course or whatever about staying organized and being able to plan. Yeah, you're you're right, Terry. There's several great books out there about organization and and most of them talk about finding the joy. If something brings you joy, keep it. If it doesn't, then don't keep it. And let someone else because you never know what joy someone else may find in that item that right now is in, sitting in storage and you're paying money for storing items that you will never use. And so you're never, never. right, and your ancestors will later get rid of them for you. So good to do it now while they're still good, while they're but, items that are useful. Right. Let me just tell you one other thing. I can't watch the hoarder show because my hands start sweating. <laughs> 
That's a tough show. It really is. I agree. Terry, thank you for your service. We so appreciate it. And we appreciate you calling in. Keep listening, but call. Okay. Take care. Okay. Well, that was great hearing from Terry. Um, Yeah, I think it's time for our first break now. And when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more. I would love to hear from you about um, do you clutter? Are you a hoarder? What have you done if you found yourself hoarding? How did you clean that up? And then as we move through that, we'll talk then moving into decluttering that mind. So give us a call, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. Dr. Susan Buttress. Parents are a child's first teacher. Children make connections to the growing world around them through back and forth interactions. Parents and other caregivers can help children learn communication and social emotional skills by talking, reading, and singing each day. More information at MississippiThrive.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for listening with us today. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today... We are talking about spring cleaning, spring cleaning your space, spring cleaning your mind. Um, What are there some things that you have had difficulty letting go of? Maybe maybe some items that perhaps are not items that you need, but you just can't let go of. Or maybe there's some things in your mind, in your brain, things that you keep ruminating about, items that you cannot let go of, stuff that happened way long ago, but you can't quit fretting over it. Or what about the fact that you're having trouble living today because you can't let go of what might happen in the future? So talk to us about that. Um, Have you thought about needing a change, either of your space or of your thoughts? What have you done to try to make it better? Have you done anything? And then I have another question for you. Um, 
and I really want to talk about this as we move along, do you find that sprucing up your space makes you think more clearly? Have you found that you have a big project to work on or something that you want to sit down to write or even just writing out a thank you note? Do you find you can't even get started because you're, you have to clean up your space first? Um, and do you do that, or do you let your environment interfere with your productivity? Um, I want to hear from you. So give us a call. Jump in the conversation. Like I always say, callers, listeners, you your calls make the show. Um, it's always more fun to have your thoughts, your experiences that you share with us. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. So let's talk a little bit about environment and how how our space, how our environment affects our mental health. You know, mental health doesn't always just come from within our brains. Our environment has a huge influence on how we feel, what our surroundings are like, who is in our surroundings. I want to talk about that, too. Also, very important for our mental health. So have you ever come home from a long day at work or from a trip maybe and you're tired and then you walk into your space and everything's a mess? Feels bad, doesn't it? Um, so do you find that you have to straighten things like I ask before you can even start a project? Um, do you find that you have random things that you keep saving that you don't use? We heard from Terry um, and about perhaps his significant other who's keeping some of those things that are maybe not needed but are kept just in case. What do you think about that just in case? Is that something that that you find yourself doing and then two years later the just in case never happened? So, Michelle, has that happened to you? Actually, I have a tip for ah. people out there. I, I'm i not a hoarder because I don't, I, I don't like clutter. I cannot stand it. And the older I get, the better I am at um, decluttering my life, my mind, and things like that. But I told my daughter, uh, if you haven't picked it up or used it in a year, we don't need it. That's so right. So I... That's how I gauge my closet, uh, my house. Um, I have some pillows that I just switched out, and I've been thinking about I put them in a closet, and I said, I want to give these pillows away. If I can't give them away, then I'll throw them away. And I know a lot of people don't like just throwing things away. They feel that, oh, well, someone needs this, so they hold on to it. Right. Throw it away. It it will make you feel better when it's not in your house. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I've learned. If you haven't picked it up in a year, throw it away. You don't need it. Yeah. Well, I will say I I have a little difficulty on throwing away an item that might be usable for someone else. Now, if it's dingy and dirty and tattered and torn, yes, absolutely throw it away. But I'm a big, big... Uh, proponent of consignment stores um, to to repurpose, reuse, do what you can to fix up. I, I think we we work too hard for items that we then obtain, and then a few years later find we don't need them. 
So um, kind of a nice thing to do to let someone else who maybe um, is in need use them, right? So I see we have David from Philadelphia who's called in. Hi, David. Thanks for calling. Uh, Thank you. I I was going to say I have a a bipolar disorder, and uh, everything has to be perfect. Because whenever I was growing up, I was spoiled, rotten, and that's what caused me to have this bipolar disorder. So everything has to be perfect. But I went out and I started buying, as I won money at the casino, I started buying antique furniture. And I got a house full of antique furniture, and it it don't match up to each room (laughs) like it should. So it... uh, uh, just a form of hoarding, I guess. <laughs> well, I don't know, David. I think I, I love antique furniture, and and it can it actually. Um, what I love about it is it has history, and sometimes is so so beautifully made. Um, we sometimes have difficulty finding furniture that's as well made as it was back, you know, 50 or 60 years ago, 100 years ago, for sure. Um, but let me, David, a couple of things. Um, I just want to say being spoiled and being doted upon, I just want to correct for every listener, does not cause bipolar disorder. Um, but the need to have things in in place and not cluttered is good for anyone who struggles with any kind of mental health disorder because it, it is calming. There are data that say having a clean and uncluttered space is calming. Now, that's does, what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it is calming, and but just because your furniture, I, my ter- my favorite term, David, is eclectic. Um, to have maybe a mixed bag of furniture or items, decorative items in your house is okay. It's kind of fun than having everything exactly the same, as long as it's clean and uncluttered, right? Yes. Now, uh, I've just started doing my spring cleaning. I Usually I clean every three months, and sometimes I just, just overwhelmingly collect more stuff inside the, in, in my house and make it more cluttered. So I have to clean it every three months, because if I don't, it'll just pile up. And it is good for mental health as well as uh, makes you feel better inside. Yep. It really does. It really does. And um, one more question for you. David, do you what do you do with that stuff that is uh, cluttering your house when you clean it? Do you give it away, or um, do you find yourself throwing it away? What are you doing with it? Moving, uh, clean around it. Oh, got it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I see. So maybe as you're you're cleaning around it, if you find that things are getting too cluttered and you have um, too much space taken up, it might be a good idea to think about um, yard sale. Yep, a yard sale. That's a great idea because people people in the South love a good yard sale. I will say that. They really do. Yeah. Well, David, well, thank, thank you. you for calling. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Okay. Well, 
you know, accumulating stuff is is um, very human. It's a it's a habit we all get into, and you know, um, and and sometimes we do find great joy in it. But to make sure that you don't clutter your space, um, that so that we we don't think as well. So now. Let's talk, let's move before the next break to, um, we've talked a little bit about decluttering our home, and I would love to hear from more of you about um, how you've decluttered, what do you do, where does it go if you're trying to declutter. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's 877-672-7464. But I, I do want us to move into talking about um, sort of decluttering our lives. And, um, you know, we can't see the mess that's going on, the clutter that's going on in our minds, but often we can feel it. So it's a good idea to make yourself step back during the spring cleaning of our minds and make ourselves sit down and write down the things that we find creating maybe a little anger or anxiety or depression. Those things that just don't feel good. Things that perhaps are in our mind that we can't let go of. That that are cluttering us so that we can't be productive. So maybe to sit those things down and to think about how you can get rid of them get rid of those thoughts, or how you can take care of those thoughts, or how you can maybe um, decide that those thoughts aren't worth the time that you're using. So if it's stuck in her head, let's let's try to first write it down. I'm a big fan of journaling. If I wake up in the middle of the night and there's something on my head, on my brain, that I'm worried about, you know what I do? I have a pad and a pen by my bedside, and I write that thought down, and I go, good. Now it's on paper. Now I turn the light back off, and I go back down to sleep. Um, I find writing it on paper allows you to pull it out of your head and maybe step through what's bothering you. So that's one thing. Another thing I wanted us to talk about today is decluttering our surroundings by being cluttered by negative people who are around us. Okay? Now that sounds harsh, but we know there are data out there, there are research protocols that have looked at how people are affected by negative surroundings, by negative people around them. And there is information out there that tells us that being around negative people brings us down. It makes us more depressed. It makes us more anxious. It makes us less productive. And it makes us bigger complainers. So... I'll leave you with that thought. Um, We'll go to the next break with a question I want to throw out. Do you find that there's someone or some group, perhaps, of individuals who are negatively cluttering up your mind or your life? Give us a call, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877 
672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with Michelle McAdoo. We're talking about decluttering our lives. We'll be right back. Radio. Whatever your taste, news, music, storytelling, or how-to shows. Whatever your city, Gulfport, Hernando, Meridian, Greenville. However you want, radio, smart speaker, and smartphone app. MPB Think Radio. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from you, our listeners. You hear that? Felder Rushing is getting ready to hit the road. The Gestalt Gardener is coming to your neck of the woods and bringing the garden party to you. Visit mpbonline.org to see where Felder and his green pickup truck, you know, the one with the garden in the back, will pull up next. April 15th, join Felder in Hattiesburg at 5.30 p.m. He pulls into Chain Park on Leaf River. And stay tuned to MPB Think Radio to find out where Felder pulls in next. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. Susan Buttress here with Michelle McAdoo, my producer, and we're talking about that spring cleaning, cleaning, decluttering your space, decluttering your mind, decluttering pieces of your life that perhaps need some change. All right. Well, we're going to go back to the phones. We have Aubrey on the road. Hi, Aubrey. Hello. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. Good, good. Um, I am um, mid-60s, and I've pretty much got, got life down to two bags that I can tote off. Wow. <laughs> uh, th- that, that, my stuffed kitty cat. Um, <laughs> I, drive over, I drive over the road, um, and pretty much everything I own, like I said, I can get two bags and, and tote it off. I wanted to uh, comment on the, on the journaling. Uh, that's Excellent. Saved my life many years back. Um, and there's an excellent um, course that I believe it's Sharon Cameron, mm-hmm. The Artist Way. I'm sure you know of that. I've heard um, of it, yes. Uh, it is it is excellent in teaching um, or forming a habit of writing. Um, you get up every morning and you write three pages longhand. You can type them and do it however you want to. And some days I used to write really big, so I, you know, it was like one word per page, and 
then I'd feel bad later on in the day, and I'd go back and do it over again. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's but, okay, uh, though. You're staying yeah. true to what you said you were going to do. Yeah, it's a six-week course, and uh, I think that I, I know I tell kids online all the time uh, about it, uh, you know, especially the, the fan fan fiction and all of that stuff that, you know, they have writing block all the time and whatnot. But, um, but I enjoy the show, and uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Well, Aubrey, thank you so much. for, And I bet there are some people out there who are pretty jealous of the fact that you have decluttered your life. I, I, I have to tell you, I talked to one of my grandchildren um, the other day. She's, she's seven, and she decided that she was going to be a minimalist. She decided that that was the <laughs> way she should live. So I thought that was pretty cute. Um, that is. <laughs> that is very cute. It is hard to do. But be safe on the road. And um, thanks for listening and thanks for calling in. Thank you. Yeah, journaling can be. So it's not only creating, perhaps, something that your loved ones can read later, um, but it also is so mind-clearing to me. It It is so helpful in allowing you to be able to just put your thoughts down in black and white and then see them, whether you're doing it on a computer or a pen and pencil. It doesn't matter as long as you're doing that. It can be very helpful in many ways. So, all right. Catherine is in Mobile calling in. Hi, Catherine. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to uh, comment to both parts. Now, as far as um, decluttering the household and things like that, um, I'm the same as Miss Michelle. If I don't use it within a year, if I don't wear it within a year, um, and if my weight hasn't fluctuated, then I will um, take it to Goodwill if it's in good condition. Or um, I've recently started sewing, and so I'll try to repurpose it and um, use it for masks now or Mm -hmm. um, something else like that. And um, trying to teach my three-year-old that is pretty hard when he outgrows his clothing because he grows so fast. He's like, don't take it to goodwill, Mommy. I can still wear it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just teaching him it's not a punishment, but some people don't have what we have. And so it's nice to help those people get the things that we have in a way that they can afford it. And so just trying to teach him that, that we don't have to hold on to so much stuff, you know, just to let it grow. You've, you've outgrown the situation. And, um, and that makes me think about the people in our lives, like loving people, even though we've outgrown them. And like um, just, just with negative people. I found for me that some people I can't afford to be their friend because it costs me my peace. Mm -hmm. And so I just have to love them from afar. Mm -hmm. And when they're ready to do their own work, then we can be friends. But I can't do the work for you. Like, I can't fix you. And I I literally can't afford to do it because it it costs me my peace, and I'm just not willing to give that up. Wow, Catherine. You you brought up two points um, for our listeners that I want to reiterate. Um, First of all, the lesson that you are giving your child in teaching how important it is 
to think about others, to share with others, share your good fortune with others. And, um, you know, I think it would be great to to let him go with you to drop those items off to Goodwill or the Salvation Army or whatever consignment store um, and let 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 him uh, be party to that. I think that's a, a great lesson. It's just teaching children to be charitable and caring for others. Okay, the other piece, you've given me a great segue into the piece that I want to talk about as we move along in the show in the last few minutes of it to, to talk about um, loving people from afar Sometimes if they're too negative and they're bringing you down, I think so many times for for your own, for, for our own mental health, sometimes it is important to try to step a little bit back from those individuals. And then if you've been back from them for a while, you've calmed down, then to try Try again. I think it's okay to try again. But if you feel like that consistently, no matter what you do, um, the visit launches into a complaining visit or a spiral downward or something about how terrible life is, to love them from afar is really great advice, Catherine. And so I... um, it sounds like you found peace in that. So many times I can hear in a per- person's voice sort of where they are, and and you have a peaceful voice, and you sound like you are one of those who's who's kind of figured it out. So that's a really good thing, and, and I think many of us do need to make sure that. Look at those items in your home. Um, take a picture of them. That was an advice that one of the self-help books said. If there's something that gave you joy once, but you haven't used it in a year, take a picture of it, save it in your photos, and let somebody else share it. Um, Look at the pictures of those people you love, but you're having a difficulty being around, and uh, remember them and think about them and send them positive thoughts. And one other thing I'll say um, about the negative people is many times it is helpful um, before you gather with someone who you feel is negative is to sort of uh, to put up a shield of protection and say, I'm going to be that positive shield. And if they say something negative, you can say, ah, let's not talk about that. Let me tell you about blah, something happy, something good. So to to try to reverse it. Doesn't always work, but it's worth a try. So thanks for your call, Catherine. That was great. Two good lessons. All right. I want to stay in the phones. Let's go to Ann in Tupelo. Hi, Ann. Good morning. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Good. So I've been listening on and off as I've run into several places and then jumped back in my car. But uh, on the negative friend or somebody who's negative, if you have another mutual friend that knows this person, you know, I feel like negative people, sometimes they need so much love and you do have to step back. But you could try first is getting the other person to visit with you. And it sort of helps you not 
get so derailed. You know, if one of you is not as strong, you can get, oh, and change the subject, you know, kind of, you know, get a, just being, getting someone to help you be positive with the person that's negative, and hopefully they learn from that. But then if you can't, then you do have to step away. Um, and I do have to jump back over to the, uh, your idea of taking pictures was great, but let me tell you another way to get rid of stuff. So you think your house is clean and like you want it, take pictures. And when you look at the picture, it's so much different than what you see with your eye that ah. you see things immediately you need to remove. Does that make sense? It does. And, um, my favorite time of life that I ever had, I was living in Hattiesburg and had two ladies that invited me over for coffee one morning when my little babies were at Mother's Morning Out. And they got over there and the one lady that was having us left the room and the other lady looked at me and she said, doesn't her mantle look awful? And I was like, oh, why would you say that? You know, and I hadn't even looked at that. <laughs> and she goes, she screamed to her friend. She goes, get in here. We're redoing your mantle. And so from that grew the cleanup club. We met at somebody's house two hours. Once a week we rotated and I named it domestic engineers for a better design. Cause I was a little bit offended by cleanup club. <laughs> and, um, uh, and, but what we did, the best thing, best thing on getting rid of stuff, one person whose house it wasn't backed their car up and anything we got rid of went straight to the Salvation Army or to, you know, in Tupelo, I say take it to a Sanctuary House, um, Sanctuary mm-hmm. Hospice uh, thrift store. Um, but we gave it away. We didn't fool with the consignment stuff. We didn't have a yard sale. Yard sales are so much work. The two I've helped in, it's like you just want to shoot yourself. Yes. But, um, you know, take, take it and give it away. But somebody drives it off, your kids don't come back home and dig through it. When your husband says, where is this? It's gone. I mean, it's just, it vanishes completely. And so um, those are just a couple of tips that I had um, to, to share today. And the show has been helpful for me as well today. Thank um, you. And I love, I love, uh, before you go, now tell us again the name of your cleanup club. Well, it was called then. I've tried to get my, people to help me do it since I've moved. And it's, it, it hadn't worked. Uh, those are funny other stories. It hasn't worked quite as well. I think there's still hope out there. But um, <laughs> I changed it from the cleanup club to domestic engineers for a better design. I love it. And, Dome- um, domestic and, engineers for a better design. Okay. And so when somebody came to your house, so if you're coming to my house this week, I get to pick. If I want to plant flowers in the yard, clean toilets, declutter something, Whatever that the other people working with you have to be willing to do whatever you're the boss and you tell them what you need help with and you and you do it. You know what I'm saying? It's just so it's so nice because when somebody's there and you're going, gosh, should I give this away? They can give you that extra ump to say, no, I know somebody that's looking for something just like that. Let me take it and give it to them or let me take that to give it to a consignment store to help someone else. Oh, that and is awesome. The yeah. link that the lady had with her kids getting the thing, getting your kids to get their stuff away is a whole different thing. I never went in my kids' rooms and made them purge their stuff because I think they do need to learn how to let go. But, yeah. um, you know, this was strictly house stuff and, you know, <laughs> yeah. garbage that the female seems to have to deal with sometimes. Anyway. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, so anyway. Another awesome okay. tip. Thank you, Anne. Aw. You're so welcome, and um, thank you for your show. And I'm going to email you about that Thanksgiving holiday that went spectacular. That was the last time I talked to you. But, um, oh, good. Okay. Okay. All right. All thank right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, I think we're going to go to a quick final break, and then, Georgia, hang on. We're going to get to you after a final break. We're talking about decluttering our minds, decluttering our lives, decluttering our spaces. And it's been an awesome show. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. 
The entire foundation of your child's brain is being built in the first five years of life. This construction is strengthened through the child's interactions with others. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. The good news is you have what it takes to be a brain builder. Learn more at MississippiThrive.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. Today on Relatively Speaking, we're talking about decluttering your lives, decluttering your minds, maybe decluttering your spaces as best you can. Um, And we've had some great suggestions from callers. And now we're going to go back to the phone lines. We have Georgia and Jackson. Hi, Georgia. Good morning, Dr. Buttress. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Uh, is, is negativity derived from trauma, deep fears, unsolved fears, unresolved um, heartbreak, uh, emotional illness, feelings of not being loved? And is it safe to share your own personal experience with that person who's being negative, not to do further damage? Is uh, that let me make sure I understand your question. Um, are you asking if the the negativity from a person is typically from something that occurred in their life? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yes, in many cases. Not all, though. Um, sometimes there truly are people who who are those who see that cup half empty every single time and don't know how to view it full. Now, it may not be from significant negative trauma. It might be from the way they grew up, perhaps the modeling that they received. Sometimes, you know, on this show we talk a lot about modeling and Many times, if someone grew up in a household with someone who was significant in their upbringing and was there a lot, who was continually negative, continually talked about others, talked about the woes of their life, instead of finding joy in some of the simple things, then that truly can be contagious and it can be sort of a pattern that you fall in now occasionally there'll be an individual who grew up just like that and is a very positive person those are those really resilient individuals now georgia you said something about um sharing with others um was there another question to that piece yes the experience that the person sharing with you the negativity, can you say, uh, is it safe? Does it help the person to say, I can relate to that because this is what happened to me and this is how I see uh, what you're talking about. I understand. 
I think that can sometimes be very helpful. And I want to make sure that as we are talking through this, maybe I can take the last couple of minutes to talk about this. Because we talked about negative people and purging them from your life. And that, I I don't really mean to completely purge them. Because, Georgia, many times people who are, are negative, and seeming are depressed and they really do need a friend and they do need help and they need someone to be there for them and they need somebody to listen to them. So I think um, to be kind and to, to listen and then to tell them how a similar incident happened to you and then to tell them how you dealt with it can be mm-hmm. very helpful to let them know, oh, yeah, that happened, but this is what I did, and now I'm good. To let them know that there is a solution. You don't have to stay in the depths. There is a solution. And if you keep going back to somebody who continues to dwell and ruminate on those things, um, it may mean that they need some professional help. And so I would suggest that if you're close enough to an individual like that, that you feel like um, can't let go of something, I think you could gently, um, after you've tried to give them some help, I think it would be okay to gently say, um, this sounds like it's really bringing you down. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe you need to seek some professional help. Um, I, you know, there are some great, you're, uh, you're in the Jackson area. I don't know if that's someone in the Jackson area or remote, but most areas now, if they don't have a place you can go, they do have telehealth services, which has been one probably small positive of COVID-19. And so to to just think about that, Georgia, but thank you for for pointing out uh, to our listeners that we do need to have some kindness when people are there to listen and try to help. And then if you can't get anywhere, then to suggest that they get help with a professional elsewhere. So... I want to thank all of our listeners and certainly all of our callers. You you guys, like I say, you make the show. And if you'd like to hear the show again or any of our past episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. This show is a production of MPB Think Radio and engineered by my great producer, Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.